Good morning. <clears throat> Today I plan to talk to you about politicalized conversation, the conversation that is politicalized and inspires collaboration. It's a lesson for the leaders or for those people who want to be leaders. Because the leaders are supposed to be great communicators. And communicators are wise to modulate their languages according to the audience. So navigating politicalized conversation is a lost art, but it requires. If you want to inspire collaboration with your people, with your friends, then you need to navigate in a proper way and modulate your language as per the needs of the audience. Basically, it's a recipe for receptiveness. Communication is never a one-way traffic. It's not a one-way street. Let's be very clear. If your antenna is not sensitive enough and you cannot receive the verbal and the non-verbal communication or the non-verbal aspect of the communication, then your receptiveness is not great. As a matter of fact, we have to dig into the knowledge of open-mindedness and that would enable you to navigate politicalized conversation that leads to collaboration. You would find that five ingredients of controversy conversational receptiveness and these five ingredients are an essential part of the language to communicate your willingness to thoughtfully engage with opposing views. Basically the politicalized statements are I statements and they are always taught in the grad schools I say so, I think so. But you have got to communicate your willingness to thoughtfully engage with opposing views, going beyond I statement. And that would inspire collaboration. What are these five ingredients? I'll talk about that today. The first most important ingredient for the recipe for receptiveness. Now, this is a dish you are cooking, imagine, the politicalized conversation is a dish. And most important ingredient in that is being receptive. There is a in main part. Now what are the ingredients that go and make this dish? First one, that you have to actively acknowledge the other perspective. There are ways and ways of doing it. You can do this by saying things like, I understand what you're saying. I understand that you think so. Or you are, well, you were saying, when you preface your statement by what the other is saying, he would understand, he would comprehend that your his perspective is being acknowledged. And now be clear about it. Acknowledging the opposing view doesn't mean that you agree with it. 
it only means that you have been listening the receptive part has been established but that doesn't mean consent agreement this is absolutely opposite to launching into your own point as soon as your partner finishes speaking first you acknowledge what others have said and then use your sledgehammer to smash that argument or the thought pattern and you would be successful but if you don't acknowledge what others is saying you're not being receptive and then you can't navigate the particularized conversation you cannot inspire collaboration of course if you want to be an island to yourself without having communication you want to have a one way street you want to believe it my way or highway then it's another thing but if you want to be a collective effort a teamwork if you want others at least if not your partners at least not be hindrances and obstacles then you have got to navigate it and the first important part is acknowledge what others are saying you may not agree that is given agreement is not necessary but acknowledgement of the others view is essential it's imperative second part whenever you talk to people there are some areas you would agree and it's quite possible those areas of agreement those small segments of agreement would be extremely small can be doesn't matter highlight the areas of agreement no matter how small or how obvious many times they'll be clear everybody knows it but acknowledge it for example you can say i agree that we both want to get back to normal as quickly as possible now who doesn't want to get normal but the fact that you are agreeing shows your ability to come to terms and you are winning by showing that you are more considerate than he is or you can say i agree that social distances can be hard on kids no that doesn't mean that you say that social distancing should be there or should not be there it doesn't mean that you don't want to get back to normal or you want to get back to normal many studies will find that the people passionately disagree but they always have some shared values some common beliefs that can bring them together so identify those values identify as i said the smallest segment if you say huge circle of disagreement there might be 0.0001 segment some small arc where you agree identify it and then highlight it start building on that agreement and then you would be able to navigate the politicalized conversation third hedge your claims never be brusque i think it's very possible that sudden thing can happen for example in coronavirus time you can say i think it's very possible that pandemic may overwhelm our medical system 
this statement versus pandemic will overwhelm our medical system is different. The first statement, it's, I think it's very possible when you preface your statement with this, you are hedging. It might sound like that you are not sure of your agreement. It's quite possible. But the other person would appreciate it because it's less dogmatic. And if you are not dogmatic, the appearances would be that you are reasonable, you are logical, you are amenable to logic. And once you are seen to be that, you may not be. Let's be very clear. People would think twice before being dogmatic themselves. Being dogmatic never helps. So hedge your claims. There's a third ingredient. So first was acknowledge the other's perspective. Second was highlight the area of agreement. Also small it may be. And the third is hedge your claim. Don't be dogmatic. Don't be clear. I'm not saying surrender your values. I'm not saying agree immediately. No, but just hedge it. Put it in a different slanting manner. And the fourth ingredient, the fourth ingredient would be phrase arguments in a positive manner, not in a negative term. Again, I'm continuing with the present scenario of coronavirus and the same situation can be replicated again and again in different ways. So, the positive way would be, I think it's helpful to maintain a social distance. Now, thinking doesn't mean this definitely though, but suppose you say, you should not be socializing right now. That is directive, that's a command. People don't like it. So, say it in a positive manner, a suggestion, and a way that the people think, well, this is logical, this is reasonable, this is rational. And if you are rational, your statements are rational, your opponents would think twice. It's best not to introduce negativity, especially when that conversation is already tense. A positive term, the use of positive term, would clear the skies of the stormy clouds. So, phrase your arguments in a very positive manner. And the fifth most important ingredient is avoid the use of some words. Those words which are explanatory. I mean, say, I fail to understand why the people use these words. Because, therefore. Now, words like because and therefore, they are explanatory. And they are used very commonly in arguments. But what happens is, in reality, these words are argumentative. And not only they are argumentative, they are condescending. You don't want to be condescending. You want to be on the same footing. As a matter of fact, five minutes of training in these receptive communication techniques would have an extremely significant effect. And especially so, Suppose, after that you are supposed to write an essay on that. And 
then you would find how important it is. When you are using your natural conversational style, you would learn that your decision-making power shall increase. Getting defensive, staying silent are two common ways that the people tend to react when they are face to face with conflict or with thorny ideas that elicit absolutely passionate opposing views. Conversational psychology suggests that engaging in tough conversations by making an effort to show openness to others' opinion is much more effective for being persuasive and resolving conflict. And navigating politicalized conversation is to resolve conflict, not to enhance conflict. When we discuss each other's ideas and perspectives, we learn from them and our decisions improve. Not only that, we feel more that others value our contributions. And that makes us share our ideas in a much more authentic manner. So, if you are faced in a situation which is argumentative, which can create conflict, which can arouse passions, which can make people feel absolutely high-strung, then navigate it. Navigate it properly, like a captain of a ship navigating in a storm. Don't lose your calm. Use these five ingredients as a part of your conversation. It's a very important part of conversation. Let's not forget it. And that will enable you to navigate the politicalized conversation without losing your idea, without losing your concepts without losing your values and you would be able to inspire collaboration, inspire people and make them your allies even if they disagree with you. There would be agreement and disagreement but at least as a person you will be recognized as a logical decent person who is to be valued who is to be cultivated and not avoided. Can anything be better than that? And that is a sign of a better human being, a good homo sapien. And that's what you want to be. Thank you.